Iowa is the largest receiver of government subsidies. So what that means is, is that taxpayer money is going to these meat processing plants with the intent to drive the prices down for it to be cheaper for consumers. And then now you have another $500 million of taxpayer money going to that industry to then breed competition. I mean, I'm not like an economist or just any uh, business person, but that just sounds broken. I mean, it, it really does. That is Michael. I am Anna, and this is Admire the Vegans podcast. I'm fired up. (laughs) I'm so excited to be back on here and want to thank everybody else for listening and joining myself, Michael, my lovely wife, Anna, as we have yet another conversation about all things vegan and life in general. We love doing this. And now we're on the mic. Got a lot to get into today. Probably a shorter one than usual, but uh, we're gonna jump into it. Anna, how are uh, how are things going? I told my mom today, we're like ships passing in the night with how how busy we are these days. Literally, it does feel like that. Um, it's going great. It's Christmas season, so it's just like busy for everyone in life. Um, but it's going great. You've been traveling a lot with work, so I feel like it, my days are just like work, sleep, eat go on walks, runs with the dogs, and watch Netflix. I feel like I'm making a list of all my shows to watch without you. It is the, it's the good life for yeah. you right now. No, I mean, no, I the, miss the, you. The, the trips have been, uh, have been good. They've been uh, frequent. Have, have allowed me to check out, went to Omaha, went to Atlanta. We'll get into uh, my trip to the slutty vegan in just a little bit. I'm fired up to talk <laughs> about that. And then, um, yeah, I go to Vegas next week, which will be cool. Um, yeah, so it's a lot of traveling, holiday yeah. season. It's it, kind of the same stuff we talked about last time. It's just kind of continuing on here. But uh, we're like yeah. in the thick of it. We're in the thick of it right now. So <laughs> staying busy. Um, all right, real quick, I uh, just wanted to do a little Sycamore Run recap. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, it was kind of a cool morning, but, you know, it's been unseasonably warm here in Iowa. As many people know, we have broken records even this week um, uh, and just how warm it's been. Storms have been a big topic around here as we got kind of through that. It's starting to cool down now, but the Sycamore Run was uh, a beautiful day, all things considered. Um, probably right in the middle is like, you know, 40 degrees as we were running, you know, 30 degrees when we woke up. So a pretty chill run. It was, uh, it was cool. I wish there was a little bit of snow on the ground, so it was a little bit more of a of a winter run you know that's what i was kind of looking for but it wasn't it wasn't there yet but uh me and your cousin brad we ran in it it was it was cool i finished in under an hour which was which was pretty neat you know coming around the corner and seeing the clock i was like i gotta gotta beat it and uh, finished in under hour i felt great for probably the first five or six miles uh mile seven 
was a biatch. Mm-hmm. And then uh, from there, you know, just kind of coasted in for the, for the final half mile, mile. But yeah, it was cool. Um, one thing I have noticed is from the 50 mile run to that is, you know, my, my quads and calves and especially my hips have been extremely tight. So I've been adding in a lot more retching, uh, stretching. Retching. That is a combination of rolling out and stretching. <laughs> we just I just, ma- it. just made up a word. <laughs> Uh, no, so I've been, I've been stretching quite a bit, rolling out, just trying to get through some of that stuff. So yeah, the, the things of, I talked to our athletic trainer at Drake after the run and I was like, I couldn't move. It was almost worse than after the 50 mile. Cause everything just kind of came back mm-hmm. and he's like, man, once you get, you know, past 30, the body just doesn't bounce back. You got to do even, even more stretching. And I'd probably more gotten stretching. away. F- so yeah, I've probably gotten away from it a little bit recently. So yeah, there's there's your uh, Michael doing things <laughs> athletically uh, segment. I and think it's fun that you and Brad did that. Yeah, w- it was Brad th- and I have always done um, like starting in high school. We did five Ks together, like we did the fun run and the bubble run. So he's always been like my running guy. So I was like, oh yeah, br- when you guys are running together. Brad's I love Brad. Brad's been kind of getting into a few more of the the challenges and runs and. We've got our eyes on a couple more maybe this spring, but yeah, it was really cool. It was really cool to to run with him and yeah, he, uh, I had FOMO kind of. We, we had, that's okay. I had actually planned to run that with a, another friend of mine last December, mm-hmm. and things just didn't work out, and it might have gotten canceled last year. I can't exactly remember what happened, but we did not run the Sycamore Eight, and then you know my first real trail run ended up being the fifty miler and. Then I was able to kind of do this, and it was just it was fun. But yeah. it was cool how a lot of times in the in that eight mile race, the fifty mile started showing up, just in like my mindset and some of the things I was feeling in my body and kind of my approach to the race and to the run. It was it was like you know just with anything you learn more with experience, and I could see in this eight mile run that the experience was starting to pay off a little bit from some of my runs previously, especially the 50 mile. Cause whenever you run that distance, you're like, Oh, eight miles. That, that's nothing. I can do this. But at the same times, at the same time, it was a faster pace. So I did find myself kind of reverting back to, you know, the fourth loop or fifth loop of the, you know, 10 mile loops that I was doing in the 50 mile and kind of trying to, all right, placing myself back on that, on that trail. And I don't know if that's normal, but that's kind of what I, I experienced on that, on that run. You're not normal, so. Yes, thank you. Okay, um, another thing uh, that's been kind of fun for us is we've been eating a lot of whole food plant-based during the week, so we've been exploring, you know, forks over knives, going back to that, you know, from our first, like, couple weeks of mm-hmm. going vegan and trying to figure out, all right, what are some ways we can just eat a little cleaner, less processed foods, Less oil, uh, no sugar, all that stuff, no flour, and you know how do we, uh, you know how do we, you know eat the way that uh, we like to, flavorful and fulfilling, mm-hmm. but also kind of avoid some of that other stuff. And that's that's been good. We've come up with some good recipes yeah. and eaten well over the last. Every time we do that, we're always like, oh gosh, yes, we love this because that like I don't know, it's fun too. It's a challenge of like cooking and grocery shopping, which we like, and it's good. And the whatever the dressing was that you made last night, 
I'm, that just made me think of it when you said that. It was so good. Yeah, the dressing, it was like lemon juice, Dijon mustard, red wine vinegar, spices, a little bit of agave in there, and it was it was money. Yes. It was money. It was good. But, yeah, we have um, been doing that. Yeah, so uh, that's – I. the only reason I bring that up isn't to just be like, oh, we've been you know, doing this lately. But it's because we talk a lot about the – other stuff that we've been eating <laughs> Be, like beyond, beyond. everybody we talked to about that last yeah. episode yeah uh, they're like oh yeah that, that was good uh, i'm now hungry and yeah that's because we talked a lot about food and yes we're gonna talk a little bit about food here because i went to slutty vegan mm-hmm. in atlanta and not it, whole food plant-based not whole food <laughs> plant-based but it was awesome yeah <laughs> it was so epic in so many ways uh but so first off uh, slutty vegan why it's even famous or popular is uh, you know it started off as a food truck in atlanta back in 2018 the owner her name is pinky cole and so it's a black owned woman owned business in atlanta and 2008 uh she was running running the food truck for a while and then kind of right around you know End of 2019, 2020, she starts expanding into storefronts and, and beyond that, and then enter uh, a huge movement uh, in the summer of 2020 as the Black Lives Matter movement just really uh, took off coast to coast in the United States, and people were out supporting black-owned businesses, especially women-owned businesses, and it just kind of was the, the right thing at the right time in Atlanta and they've taken off and it gained a lot of popularity, not only because of those things, but because the food is fantastic. I mean, a bunch of famous people have stopped there. Um, I don't, I don't know if I have all the, I don't have any of the names of the famous people. I, Cory Booker was the one that I can remember that popped by there, but yeah, just uh, all sorts of people are stopping by. So then uh, the, Georgia Senate candidate John Ossoff goes in there and has a plant-based burger. He posts about it, and he does it on Small Business Saturday. So he's supporting a small business. Well, if anybody – I don't want to get into, like, the whole political thing that happened in mm-hmm. Georgia because uh, it's, a, it's its own podcast probably. But basically it was a, uh, it was a Democrat against a Republican uh, and a uh, – Republican that had been in his Senate seat for a long time and Georgia is a red state. And we know how that kind of changed in the last year or so, uh, or last two years. And so Ossoff posted, posted this picture of him eating at the slutty vegan plant-based burger. Well, the, the guy that was competing against him in the, um, in the state Senate guy named Dave Perdue. Well, Perdue, the Republican candidate decides hey, I'm going to counter this. You got the Democrat going to eat in the plant-based burger. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go eat a bunch of bacon at Waffle House and post about it. And so he, David Perdue tweets, Ossoff can have the plant burger. We'll take the all-star special, which is, is just ridiculous in so many ways. But anyway, so it becomes this Ossoff versus Perdue, plant-based versus you know, meat burgers and what you know you just know where all that goes and of course the slutty vegan which is so good on social media had had plenty of snapbacks talking about 
uh, don't have enough umbrellas for all this shade coming mm-hmm. from Purdue. And they had fun with it, and it kind of took over the you know headlines of CNN and CBS and Fox News and all that stuff because it became a, such a hotly um, and tightly contested contest. You know, they went into a runoff in January, and uh, the guy who ate the plant-based burger won. I don't even care what, Democrat, Republican, I don't care. Uh, Ossoff ate the plant-based burger, so uh, go him. Team Slutty Vegan. Team Slutty Vegan. So th- it, that, that's how it became popular. We started following it, heard it on a couple podcasts, and had heard the story. And so we follow, and I'm like, dang, it, we, got a, we got a road trip. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was, yeah. Yeah, the, the basketball schedule comes out, and... I'm going to Atlanta, and you, you had to stay back here. I did have to stay back, but I came away with a um, good little souvenir. Heck, yeah. I have a hat that says Slutty Vegan on it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not probably appropriate to, like, wear to work or whatever. But I probably can't wear to work, but it just would it's take cute. a lot of explaining. It's so cute. <laughs> so thank you. I was going to get – so I, I was like, I'm getting Anna something. I thought about, you know, can I – Pack the burger and the suitcase and all that stuff. I feel like a move of my dad. Your dad would totally do that. <laughs> and, but I didn't. And so uh, I was like, I'm going to get you a hat. And then I wanted to get something too, but everything was in like, it was like two X, three X's. And I'm just, I'm just not that. So you could rock a pink stocking cap. They, they had, so I have like a million hats though. That's the only reason sure. I didn't get, and they had some good ones. They had some really good ones. So mm-hmm. any, anyway, uh, we, uh, the cool thing about like that whole trip uh, to the Slutty Vegan is, uh, so I flew in late Friday night um, to Atlanta, game on Saturday. So I, I, there was only like one window for me to go, and I was kind of determined, like bound and determined to go. But I fly in with my uh, radio analyst, you know, my, my partner on the radio broadcast for Drake Basketball, and... You know, he's a he's he's an older guy, omnivore, like meat eater, awesome guy, but very old school. Uh, I don't even know if he's ever like sought out a vegan meal in his life. Probably not. Uh, but we've worked together for four years. Uh, we love giving each other crap. Good buddies on and off the air. Uh, and so we get there, and I'm like, hey, I know, like, we've got to eat dinner. It's eight thirty, nine o'clock at night, but. I really want to go to this place. It's called the Slutty Vegan. It's kind of like late night burger, fries, kind of, you know, fast foody type type place, but it's all vegan. And he's like, all right, you know, there's a barbecue shop down the street that I want to mm-hmm. go to, and there's a steakhouse here and there. But um, uh, I talked to him and some of the other guys that had already previously flown in, or like flew in earlier in the day, and they're all wanting to get drinks. I'm like, I will drive to the Slutty Vegan and then meet you all. Like, I, I don't, I've got to go to this place. They're like, no, all of them. You know, there are like four or five of us. Like, no, we'll, we'll go with you, which was so cool. None of them are vegan. None of them eat vegan. None of them maybe even uh, think about it much. But they're all like, they all uh, were up for seeing my excitement and appreciated the enthusiasm. And uh, they're not haters by any means. So that was cool. And they they all hopped into an Uber. We go to the Slutty Vegan, and uh, like right off of downtown Atlanta, uh, we pop in there and uh, order our meals. And it was just uh, it, it was uh, really really cool. So um, I got the uh, the sloppy toppy, the chicken head, and Slutty fries. The names are fantastic, and mm-hmm. the atmosphere in there is so cool because uh, for first timers. 
they like shout you out. They're like, all right, so, you know, how, is this your first time here? Yeah, it's your first time here. So they call all the first timers virgins and then they cheer for you. So they, oh, hey, we got, you know, Michael from Iowa. He's a virgin. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's clapping. And so Paul, my buddy, who is in his mid, or my partner and friend, uh, he's in his, you know, I think mid to mid to late fifties, mid fifties. Uh, anyway, he goes in there and uh, I, he, we got Paul Iwan. He's a virgin. Woo! And everybody's, I would and like pay money. For he was just that, so honestly. he was like embarrassed, but also just like this is this is awesome. And uh, they it's gave really us really cool that everyone was with you. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. I appreciate those those guys playing along, and they got they gave us like shots of their slushies. So we ate well and drank well. Went down the, and all, it was really cool too. And kind of like, a, see, I told you so. When we first got there, we were there, there were like three or four people in line. But as we had gone through and left, we took our food because with like COVID protocols there, there weren't any, there wasn't any seating. So we took it to a bar next door. Well, as we leave, there's a line around the corner. And I was like, oh, man. They're like, oh, we got there just in time. So it was cool, cool experience. Yeah. Uh, and I appreciate that. I'm glad you got to experience that. Yep. Got, got uh, a few pictures. If you want to check out on the, on the Instagram, mm -hmm. admire the vegans. Got plenty of stuff there. It was, it was awesome. All right. So, all right. The other point here uh, that we were wanting to get to, just some news. Uh, speaking of uh, plant based meat alternatives, uh, Cardi B made some noise in the vegan community recently. Did, did you see her tweets? Because um, well, you're not on Twitter. I don't have Twitter. Yeah. So I only know what you showed me. Uh, so I know nothing other than, <laughs> I'm super prepared, um, other than that she said she would, she wants to be vegan or something, but that she likes the taste of meat too much. Okay, so here's her tweet. Right? Here's her tweet. She says, she tweets out, I want to go, go vegan, but I love meat. Are vegan meat replacements similar to meat and taste or not really? And this is, this is out to like two, uh, 20 million followers. And so, of course, everybody starts pouring in uh, their, their thoughts, saying, you know, giving her ideas, uh, Beyond Meat and Impossible Foods. And they all chime in with, you know, hey, we'll send you some stuff. You can try it out. All this, all this. So, it was really cool, um, and just like big time, like exposure. You know, if you will. Yeah. Uh, when when you have somebody with twenty million followers, I mean that that's gonna turn some heads. And I'm sure she got some hater messages on there too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, that that comes with anything when you True. involve twenty million people. Uh, but so one thing I was like looking up, she had actually when she was pregnant she was trying a bunch of vegan stuff because she was just trying to be a little bit healthier for, uh, you know, during the pregnancy. And uh, she did some, like, Instagram lives of what she was eating. And, like, sometimes it was, you know, Ben and Jerry's ice cream, but sometimes it was, you know, a, a taco from where, you know, somewhere in L.A. or wherever. I don't even know where she lives. But I, I found that interesting. So she's dabbled in the vegan world. And then she later tweets, uh, I had that quote, I had a stomach virus not so long ago, and I feel like my digestive system uh, haven't been the same. I've, uh, I've been sick, drinking probiotics, 
and I don't see a change much. I'll be looking at raw food pages a lot, but that's, I'm reading exactly <laughs> quote for quote. But uh, that will be a huge change for me to do that. And so, you know, she has some reservations. A uh, few other famous people, you know, tweeted in said that they could help her out. Uh, but I wanted to use this time to talk about some of the famous vegans out there. Shout out. Who, um, who's your favorite famous vegan? Oh, gosh. Stop. Don't put me out in the spot like this. Um, oh, gosh. I know. I don't know right now. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Well, that was really it's all anticlimactic. Right. It's all right. Uh, we'll, we'll move on. When's, so no, Zach, don't you know? Zach, yeah, I'm going to read well, him. Zach Efron. Well, he, but he, I don't know if he's See? fully vegan. I don't know. It's confusing. Yeah. Ugh. We need. Okay, yes, you go but read he, your he, list. Here is like confirmed fact vegans. Lizzo, which yeah. many people know because she did the raw vegan diet. Billie Eilish. I mean, she has been vegan for seven, eight years, and she is like a real big proponent of it. Um, Venus and Serena Williams. I know they've been on and off, but I believe Venus Williams has been vegan for a while now. Lewis Hamilton, the Formula One driver, fam- famous uh, famous driver. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Sherlock Holmes, the best Sherlock Holmes. Vegan. Woody Harrelson, vegan. Peter Dinklage, Vegan. John Stewart. This is one I learned recently. He's vegan from the Daily Show. John Stewart from the Daily Show, and he was—he's one of those guys that he. So he talks a lot about you know New York. He's from New York, uh, the delis and the pizza, and was just always eating, you know, just always eating meat, and kind of ate the standard American diet. But uh, they started. They, his wife uh, started a farm sanctuary, and then, you know, he starts kind of changing over a little bit, goes vegetarian, yeah. and then now has been vegan for a few years. In fact, he was on the Rip Esselstyn's uh, podcast, uh, plant, the Plant Strong podcast, and it was a really good interview, Re- uh, some cool, uh, cool back and forth between him and John Stewart, so uh, check that out. So th- there are a few. Wait, there's one. Um, You're Googling? Well, I knew this. Wait, this is so bad. What is his name? Oh. Um, oh, my Cord- gosh. Miss I was like, this is very Miss hot it, topic Scroll right all now. the way to the bottom. He's, he's the like, the last name. Oh, did you go or in one, there? Yeah. So, very um, big name right now. Cor- Travis Barker. Travis Barker. Travis yeah. Barker, yeah. Because him and Kourtney Kardashian. Yeah. Which she, I, I don't know, she's always been, like, a health nut, it seems like. But yeah, and there are. Some, I didn't know if she was vegan or not. So I don't. It's hard to like trust all of those sites. I know most of these. The ones I read are like for sure, but then you hear about you know Kim Kardashian. Like, ah, oh, is she just doing you know? Yeah, I feel during like the week. She's not, but, but who knows? I don't know why I say who knows? that. Um. Yeah, this one says Zach Efron is a fan of the vegan lifestyle. So yeah. I don't think that means he is. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he is either. Did you, you said Joaquin Phoenix, right? I did not say Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, wow. But he's, I mean, he is the biggest. I was say he is the one, I mean, right? He, yeah. he is, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he voiced, uh, man, is it Dominion? Did he voice yeah, Dominion? Yeah, I think he did. Yeah. yeah. Which is. Uh, Meghan Markle, she is? T- well, see. No, and, uh, see, I'm conscious of what I eat. Yeah. 
Ugh, Google. I know, I know. But anyways, see, cool people are <laughs> vegan too. It, th- exactly, exactly. All right. Uh, next, the next thing we were kind of wanting to do here is just a what's on your mind section because uh, I, if we're going to be doing these every other week, we kind of need, I'm like a segmented person, so I need segments. I mean, being in television for yeah. as long as I was and now in radio, you know, it's got to be. You need segments you, to I need keep a segment. me in line because otherwise I'll just talk about the most random crap. <laughs> there I is that. bullet points. Yes, yes. Uh, I feel like I've been talking a long time, but I kind of want to save yours for the end. That's fine. Yeah. Okay, all right. So Do it. I just feel like, okay, all right. We'll, we'll, get, into, we'll get into mine now. Yeah, right. yours is, you'll talk more during yours. Yes. Yeah. So what's on I your mind you. and what's been on mine lately, you know, with all the, uh, with the travels, you know, some of the teams and just like, all right, what's Michael eating and all this stuff. It, there are a lot of questions that come about. And then being at work, you're getting around potluck meals and there are just a lot of meals happening with more and more people that aren't like in our, you know, regular everyday circles. So uh, a lot of, a lot of questions come up and they come up all the time, but um, people often ask me like, uh, so like, what do you, what do you miss about eating meat? And uh, do I miss the taste and all that stuff? And for me, it's, it's always a no. I, I don't miss it at all. Uh, like 0%. And it's, layered there's it's complex in that sense but um I'll, I just, i'm going to talk about kind of one area and i mean i grew up like a lot of iowans you know uh midwesterners americans eat, really where you sit down for dinner and meat is on the plate and it's just a part of the meal i go to gates barbecue in kansas city i order a strawberry baked bean mixed plate boom the mixed plate it shows up but i have been spending a lot of time now learning about our food industry. It's one of the many things that has sparked an interest uh, by going vegan. And it's, uh, it's a lot to keep up with. I'm not, a, I'm not perfect at it. I don't n- understand everything with it uh, because I do have a full-time job <laughs> that I've got other stuff to worry about. But uh, I, I do spend a lot of time trying to educate myself. And I recently saw a headline that I've just like, can't shake and it's just been on my mind recently and it seems simple but uh the the headline is basically just the fact that meat prices are rising uh and so i I dig into it and meat prices especially beef up uh you know 17 to 20 percent from this time last year and so i i pop on to an article from bloomberg and Here's a quote from the article. Soaring meat prices are the result of corporate decisions to take advantage of their market power in an uncompetitive market to the detriment of, cus- of consumers, farmers, and ranchers, and our economy. White House National Economic Council Director Brian Deese wrote in a White House National Economic uh, blog post on Friday. And from there he said the company's margins during this time have skyrocketed. And so what I've, what I've learned 
over the past couple of years is that basically 80% of the United States beef is processed by five companies. All of them are in Iowa in some capacity. Tyson, Smithfield, JBS, Cargill, and National Beef. Well, uh, so that's where you kind of talk about the monopoly that those that those five have and how there's not a really competitive market. And so they can control the, the pricing, essentially. So even though price has gone up, farmers still haven't made any more money. In fact, they're losing money right now. But these gigantic conglomerations are selling uh, beef for almost 20% of what it was a year ago. Well, now the White House is countering and they have a plan to set aside a half or excuse me, a half a billion dollars, 500 million to bankroll new meat processors. So they are trying to add in competitors into the market. The United States government is, which is just like, first off, it's frustrating that that's the approach that you go into of adding meat processors to, to the, you know, to the whole situation. And that's, that's the way they think they will get to, you know, prices being driven down. So, I mean, you have all that, not to mention, uh, in these meatpacking plants during COVID, I mean, meatpacking plants were hot spots. I read that there were 340,000 cases in meatpacking, uh, plants. And, uh, learned recently that, uh, you know, Workers, as of, you know, the after a few months, you know, they were given some grace period. But after a few months, workers were basically told that um, they could be fired if they don't come to work. So it's like working through, you know, your, your sickness while you're in a, you know, meatpacking plant and could be carrying COVID. So a lot, lot of frustrations with that. Um Iowa is the largest receiver of government subsidies. So what that means is, is that taxpayer money is going to these meat processing plants with the intent to drive the prices down for it to be cheaper for consumers. And then now you have another $500 million of taxpayer money going to that industry to then breed competition. I mean, I'm not like an economist or just any uh, business person, but that just sounds broken. I mean, it it really does. It makes no sense. Um, And what it it kind of goes back to, it's like, it's a, a, a sense, not completely, but in a sense, it's a monopoly. And in a sense, it's socialism. It's those two things, those systems lining the pockets of meatpacking companies all on the heels of animals being born and bred for slaughter. And basically that just kind of, you know, takes me back to just the frustration with some of that stuff. And so many times over the last couple of years, I just feel and think like this stuff is so archaic. You know, this is no longer the farm that my 
Meemaw grew up on in Northwest Kansas. It's not the small Iowa farm that, you know, so many of our friends and family grew up on here. That's gone. Mostly, mostly that's gone. And we're just, uh, we're in a really tough situation. I mean, I could go on to how there are millions and millions of dollars going into, uh, you know, helping the meatpacking industry clean up the waterways or, you know, clean up their system so that it doesn't go into our waterways, but then also millions of dollars going into cleaning up the waterways. I mean, we're basically just continuing to pay the meatpacking plants to fix a problem that they're causing. It just it just does not add up. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's a part of the system. And, uh, yeah, I don't have, like, a solution here. There may not be a solution. I, I mean, I'm sure there are much smarter people out there. And hopefully one day we can, you know, I've been listening to some interviews and reading some articles from some really smart people in our state Maybe down the road where we can you know, open this up to some interviews, you know, when we have, mm-hmm. you know, added time and all that stuff. But yeah, just uh, that's what's been on my mind recently. So uh, Veganuary is right around the corner. January is Veganuary. So uh, a lot of people will remove meat uh, and dairy and eggs uh, from their diet for the month, give it a shot, uh, or heck, do the Meatless Monday, whatever it may be, uh, because. I mean, hell, at, at a bottom line, I get, it could save you a couple bucks because of mm-hmm, where, totally. the pri- where the yeah. prices are at right now. So I know it was a long way of kind of getting to what was really on my mind. But, yeah, I just kind of feel like, uh, uh, yeah, that's just been sitting on in, in weighing on me a little bit and been spending some time researching that. So that's that's where I'm at. That's some heavy stuff It, it is. I mean, weigh on your mind. Yeah, yeah. I mean – I I found yeah. myself down different rabbit holes here and there, but that's just kind of the uh, the topic that I wanted to to bring up here. It just made my stomach hurt. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Could you tell my face? Just, no, it's just like certain words like bother me. Like yeah, I don't know, but yeah. So yeah. that's a lot. Mine's a little bit lighter, but that's why yours is now. <laughs> yeah, in this on a good note, Anna. Yeah. Um, but no, I think those are all great things, obviously, that you talked about to bring awareness to. Um, what's on my mind is just Christmas in general. Like, it is Christmas season. It's next week. It's a week from, well, never mind. It's not even, it's in five days. What is today? Christmas is Friday. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Oh, it's a week from today. It's a week from today. From when we're recording. Yes. This will be posted so right up. This is the Saturday before Christmas. Yes. Um. Anyway, so yes, Christmas is on my mind, which is like really exciting. It's obviously such a wonderful time, um, but it also can be really stressful. And not that I'm stressed right now, but it's just like different um, things kind of come up as far as that remind me of how much we've changed kind of in the last couple years. And, I mean, the two biggest main things of Christmas, it seems, like, with family traditions is um, gifts, obviously, and then food. Um, It's just always, at least in both of our families, like, we do the big meals and all of that, which is great. But it definitely magnifies a little bit, like, our 
um, differences, I guess, with the world around us. Um, we, I feel like I've always prided myself on being like super go with the flow. Like when I was vegetarian and coming and meeting your family for the first time, I was like, Psh, I'll eat whatever soaked in beef broth or whatever, you know, like I didn't, I would, um, try to be super go with the flow and like flexible, whatever, not have anyone go out of their way for me and my dietary anything or burden anyone. Um, so I feel like we, this is our second year being right. Second Christmas being vegan. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like that um, we've become a little bit more, I would say, I don't know, we've got, we've researched a little bit more um, and we found kind of what's most important to us and be eating completely vegan and making sure that all of the food that we eat that we can control is vegan is like obviously like top priority of that part of our food for the holidays. And I feel like I worry a lot about burdening those around us as far as um, them having to go out of their way to purchase things or cook things. Or then, like, I sometimes find myself being super paranoid about what people cook. Like, if they... Say, oh, yeah, we made this for you. It's like, okay, but, like, you didn't put butter in it, did you? Or, you know, but then I don't want to be seem super high strung by worrying about that. Um, so then now we've kind of resorted to, like, we just kind of, I mean, at least it seems like this year, we asked them what is on their menu. And I'm talking about both of our families, mm -hmm. but I guess – kind of going traveling to your family specifically for 24th and 25th. Um, that's just like two really big meal days. Um, and so we kind of asked their what was on their menu, and then we're kind of going to try and replicate it basically. So we got some vegan shrimp going, and we're going to make some vegan lasagna ahead of time and everything, but then I just worry about, overtaking their kitchen or the oven space that they're already using for their food traditions. And I just really, I think I worry about um, being a burden. And I hate that. Um, but Because it is tricky because yeah. you want to, I mean, we're not going to waver from our, our beliefs. Yeah. Like we're very, like there's, there's no backing down on that. Like yeah. With, and, but I just have never, I don't think felt so passionate about something that there's like no backing down on. Yeah. And so then I feel, I don't want to be aggressive, but then I don't want to like, obviously it would, I'm, that's not an option to not. So it's just new territory. Yeah. You, you don't want to, you want to, you know, eat, you want to make sure that there's an, enough there to eat. Um, and you want everybody around you to be able to try it and you want to share those things, you know, share our meals with everybody. And you know, at the same time, you still do want to participate yeah. in everything that's happening. You like, we want to eat the mashed potatoes, but if you're going to put butter in it, we're, we, we're not, we can't eat it. Yeah. And but it's not like a personal attack towards anyone like that. Like, I don't want to be come across as rude. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's not 
not a personal attack at all. It's just that's uh, that's our decision. Yeah. And yeah, kind of with with that. Yeah, you don't want uh, you don't want to offend anybody. Anyone. Yeah. In, in that kind of scenario. Uh, but yeah, you want to be a part of it enough. Yeah. You want, and you want people to, you know, like let's say my mom wants to make a, you know, a certain side dish that can be, you know, that's vegan, and maybe she veganizes it a little bit. You know, we want that to happen. We want to see people trying new stuff, and like ideally, I mean, everybody would. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but I adjust. don't want to. I think that's what I worry about is like going in there and making them change traditions. Like being, which I mean, uh, but also the, go deeper. <laughs> I know at the same time you want to be. I do want them. You want, to, but you I want, don't. yeah, you yeah. want to show them that it it is possible because yeah. we were doing the same traditions two or three years ago. Yeah, and like we don't, I I don't miss any of those things because we we can replicate it, but at the same time, uh, yeah, you don't want like when mom makes her homemade mac and cheese, and everybody around you is like. Oh, I bet you miss this, or uh, doesn't this look good? Are you missing? It's like, no, I, I want, I want you guys to make it vegan. I want yeah. it to be eaten. I want yeah. it to be this way, and it, but that's just not the that's not this case every time. No, which is cool. Like that's fine. Totally. Um, yeah. And well. yeah, I, it is. It is for now. Uh, but no, I uh, man, what was I thinking? We have uh, my my family. Like, um, oh, I remember. What I was gonna say sorry. I kind of just went through it all in my mind. One of the things uh, that I always love about when people say, you know, oh, you're so limited when it comes to eating vegan. It's like, well, no, everybody can eat vegan. Everybody can have this, but vegans can't eat that. Vegetarians can't eat that. You know, this, this, and this. So I always say that, you know, veganism is actually the most welcoming way of eating. Yeah. It's the most inclusive. It's the most inclusive. Yeah. But no, I just, and not that anyone makes me feel this way. It's not like your family since the day before I even met them are like the most welcoming and want to make everyone comfortable. It's me worried about it. Yeah. Oh, I mean. So that's top of mind for food and then kind of same with gifts. Oh, yeah. Presents. That's a whole other deal. Like. I, th- I don't know which one makes me more uncomfortable. I think it's gifts now. Yeah. Because someone is going out of their way to, like, we can bring our own food. That's fine. We can prepare it. Whatever. Um, but the presence part, it's like someone is being so thoughtful and giving you a gift. And I, um, we're like a vegan household, so we're not going to use a lotion that's not vegan we're not going to burn a candle that's not vegan we're i mean just kind of the list we're not gonna wear we're not gonna wear exactly um so i mean never has that ever crossed my mind before and actually my best friend um had a similar thing in her family where someone was vegan and the um gift giving was like kind of hard like this was way before we were vegan. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe it was when we first went vegan. And she was talking to us about that. And we're like, oh, gosh, we would never do that. Because it had, like, palm oil or something in it. And the vegan did not want that. And, um, of course, I don't know exactly how it was all approached or whatever. But I just remember there's so many parts or times in our lives that, like, for example, with the food, it's like, oh, I'll pick around the meat. 
and then now I'm strict. Like, no, thank you. And then with gifts, oh, I would never do that. Like, that's too extreme. And then now I'm like, no, I, like, the gifts have, like, if you're going to give me gifts, like, they have to be vegan. But how the heck do you say that? Like, I mean. Just like that. Well. Yeah. And just do it in a nice way. Yeah. Yeah. And and people people know, like, I, I hope, especially in our family, you know, not everybody that may listen or listen to this or that see us from the outside may fully understand where we're coming at. But I feel like our family understands that we're we're truly coming from our heart on all this stuff. So I think they understand. And if there's a miss along the way, it's not of ill intent by them either. It's not like they're trying to shove it in, you know, or face or anything like that. No, it was just a, and that it is hard. Accident. Like you, like yeah. there are so many things that are not. My mom actually called today uh-uh. and was like, "Hey, I'm thinking about this thing because I don't want to ruin it." But yeah, she was like, "I'm, I'm thinking about tell me right now what this, is it? this <laughs> thing uh, for." Well, I, no, I could probably. So she was at Bath and Body Works. She's like, "Is Bath and Body vegan?" And I was like, "No." She's like. Okay, I was thinking about getting Anna something from here, but um, I I remember that from last year, so mm-hmm. I'm glad I called and double checked, and we're just like, see that's and see, but then I I feel so bad because I'm like she's out there running around, mm-hmm. she has so many other things on her plate, and I just I that's a hassle or that you know, but yeah, yeah that's yeah. just something I have to get over, I, and I think it's okay but, to be both. I think it's okay yeah. to feel bad that you are maybe, you know, being a little bit of a hassle um, to somebody. Yeah. But at the same time that you are, you're, you're doing that because you care so much about mm-hmm. this other thing. Yeah. You can, you can be both. And I think there's, there's totally room for that. Yeah. I think the passion is just kind of new to me. Like, hmm. be, you know, like usually I'd be like, oh, it's like just, Super chill about things. Yeah. Well, I think that's a. I think that's a good way to tie this up, babe. Okay. What do you think? Yeah. Did you? I think that's is, all on is my list. All on your mind? Yeah. I didn't mean to Pretty just cut basic. you off like that. I know but. that was rude. No, oh. I had nothing else to say. <laughs> You're done. You're done. I think that's it. Okay. Well. Period. It is a. It is an exciting time as yes. we approach the holidays and and Christmas for us and uh, the new year. I mean, I am so freaking fired up for like next year i just think there's gonna be there's some things going on uh you know in both of our lives that are just really exciting and we're gonna start off the new year right uh i know we're like we said at the beginning yes we have we're trying out slutty vegan and the orange chicken (laughs) the orange beyond chicken and all that stuff but at the same time uh, we've been eating really healthy uh you know dialing up our our workout regimen, all that stuff. So there, there's like a lot of that. And then just, I don't know, I'm fired up, babe. Yeah, it's going to be a good year. It's going to be a good year. All right, well, uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And Happy New Year's yep. to all. Uh, hopefully it's a safe and wonderful holiday. Hopefully everybody gets a chance to spend some time with some family yep. uh, this year because I know in the years past it hasn't always uh, been like that, especially the last uh, 40 uh, well, what, 24 months, not 40, geez, who knows? Uh, all right, well, uh, you guys all have a wonderful, wonderful holiday. Yes, Merry Christmas.
Thank you again for taking the time to listen to our conversations. We hope there's always a little something for everyone each time you push play. Have a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and a Happy New Year. And as always, lead with your heart and eat plants. <laughs>